Yes, sir. Here's a great opportunity. We enjoy every month to speak with the mayor of the city of Detroit, and you get to speak with the mayor of the city of Detroit, Mike Duggan, by calling 877-44-MITCH. Any question you have, no question too big, no question too small. <laughs> Any question you have for Mayor Duggan, here is your opportunity to speak to him face-to-face. <laughs> mayor Duggan, nice to have you here. Thanks for having me back, Mitch. Yeah, well, you're always welcome back. We said that to Dwayne Casey a half hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell us you're moving up to another position. You don't have to check in with Tom Gora, so that's okay. Um, How are we doing? Uh, What's what's the most pressing thing on your plate right now? What were you you dealing with, the biggest thing you were dealing with today? Um, The biggest thing I was dealing with today, go back to yesterday. Yesterday we had a a big day with the folks at uh, Mariner's Inn Mm -hmm. uh, that do such great work. Uh, with homeless who have got mental health issues, that have got addiction issues. And uh, yesterday broke ground on a doubling of the number of beds from uh, uh, 80 to 160. Uh, wonderful. Uh, oh. So, um, you know, the shelters have an important place in keeping the homeless off the street and keeping them safe for the night. But it, but we have a large number of our homeless who have got mental health and addiction issues. Right. And Mariners Inn has just been highly successful. And, you know, you can be there for months at a time, have the support, uh, and turn your life around. And we did it in the shadow of Little Caesars Arena, uh, which is in other cities, they'd be moving the homeless center out. Right. In yeah. the city of Detroit, uh, we doubled the size of it right behind the Little Caesars Arena because we really believe people of all income should be in all neighborhoods. And it was a really proud day. Wow. Hmm. Um, let's start there as we collect phone calls. 877-44-MITCH. If you want to ask Mayor Duggan any question, if you've got anything in your neighborhood that's going on, uh, he's been known to make phone calls in the commercial break, and suddenly a, a bulldozer shows up, right. or, a, uh, yeah, or a telephone pole comes down, or something like that. You know, your sidewalk gets fixed. So Water turns issues, to wine. It's better than the handyman program. But let me start uh, by asking you about the homeless issue. Across the country, in many, many cities, the homeless population has become more than just a problem it's become right. a, a threat it's become a danger we saw what happened in san francisco what continues to happen in a lot of west coast cities portland and others um new york uh why in your opinion has homelessness crossed over into into criminality and into uh into you know issues that are at the top of the list in terms of livability for other citizens in many of these cities. Uh, well, it's true in many cities in America, but uh, we've had a very intentional strategy. And I had some friends in over the weekend, and the first thing they asked me is, where are the homeless encampments? Where are the tents? Hmm. They were shocked. They assumed when you came to Detroit, it would be like Washington, D.C., where the parks are all filled uh, with tents. But in our case, we've had a very intentional strategy, uh, really for the last 10 years. And part of it is that what's happened in many parts of the country is most affordable housing was built with federal help. So you got the feds paid basically 70% of the cost of your building and you agree to rent it out at low income for 30 years. And when the 30 years run up, you raise it to market rate, people get kicked to the streets. We've seen this happen in America over and over. In the city of Detroit, we figured out each building that was going to be coming up as those tax credits came due and now we've had 7,000 who have come due since I've been here. In each case, all 7,000 cases, we reached a deal and renewed for another 30 years. Wow. So our uh, affordable housing has not been 
uh, converted to market rate. Now, it's a hard thing in every uh, single case to do. We've been building a lot, but our strategy of permanent supportive housing, saying that you can't have all overnight shelters, that you have to have a place where folks who've got addiction issues, right, they don't want to go into the shelter. Somebody's checking them for whatever they may have on them. Right. They're the folks who are on the street. Mm-hmm. We we move to a place where you're going to be for six months, for 12 months with people to help you. And we've had so many successes of people gotten on their feet, got, gotten their feet, gotten good jobs, give you help with resumes. Uh, and we heard some of those stories uh, yesterday. So if you have an intentional strategy, uh, you can be successful. But it's something we're conscious of every day because, you know, we have homeless folks in Detroit. But oh, we're yeah. being very uh, intentional about support. Yeah, I mean, we, we have homeless people in Detroit, and we have parks in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't see, as you do in so many other cities, this uh, attitude like, oh, we're just going to take these things over. Now, those parks didn't used to be overrun in those other cities either. Uh, isn't some of it the attitude of some of the prosecutors or politicians in those cities taking a, a different approach to homelessness, just saying they have the right in Seattle, for example, when there were, you know, that, that was that whole thing a couple of years ago where they just sort of took over a whole area. It's like, well, okay, if they're going to take it over. And it used to be like, well, wait, we have business owners who we have to be concerned about or whatever. But there seems to be leanings in some of these cities towards, well, you can't touch the homeless. Uh, if they want to do drugs in the street, they have the right to do drugs in the street. That's not just accidental. Right. There's, well, there's no question. And it's interesting to watch Karen Bass, the new mayor of Los Angeles, who's very much a, a liberal, who came in and said, this is bad. This isn't good for the homeless to be on the street. It's right. not good for our citizens. And she has started off in a very strong way doing basically what we do. If we see somebody starting uh, to, to stay in a park, our homeless services folks will be out. What can we do to help you? Um, uh, what issues do you have? And that outreach is there continually. We've got great agencies in this city. But can we forcibly remove them? Um, if you sleep overnight on a bench, we don't forcibly remove you. But we have so many people coming up to you offering you better yeah. options yeah. that by and large, uh, we've got... Uh, but if someone sets up a tent in one of our well, you, you parks... Yeah, you can't set up a tent. And it's not, it's yeah. not legal to have a tent. So you put up a tent, we won't let that happen. Right. Uh, but but, it, but that is what's happening in so many of these other yeah, cities. Right. And so different cities have different approaches. Yeah. I'm yeah. really proud of the agencies that we have in the city of Detroit. Yeah, well, the Detroit Rescue Mission has been doing that for years. They've been phenomenal. Right. Yeah. They've, got, they've got both forms. They've got the overnight shelters. Right. They've also got the long-term ones right. where people stay for two years. Right. Yeah. And, and, and they try to, to get them to go from the overnight shelter Correct. into the longer term because right. you develop a relationship. Uh, I, it's just... We have an outstanding uh, group of folks in Detroit, and we've had a very intentional strategy, and, and so we're going to stay with it. Well, I think, it's, uh, I think when you told that story about where are your 10 cities when people came in, that's because that reflects very well on how we've handled what has become, in, in some cases, in, in, in some cities, kind of the norm. You know, you wouldn't yeah. have thought where are your ten, 10 cities in San Francisco, right. where are your 10 cities in, in L.A., these beautiful cities on the West Coast. Now it, they're all givens, and, and we haven't gone that route. So kudos to you and then everybody in the administration and all the people who work. I know many of them, yeah. you know, who work in the, in, the, uh, in the homeless areas and do good work, Faith Fowler and, 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 and Chad Audi and all the amazing people and, and all the different ones. Let's go to the phone lines at 877 
44 Mitch. Don, oh, sorry, Mark. We'll get to Don in a minute. Mark, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Duggan. The phone number is 877-44-MITCH. Any questions you have for Mayor Duggan, now's the time to ask him. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, uh, Mayor, you're doing a great job. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, the street is Roselawn in Joy Road. It's been flooding for the last four or five years. R- Roselawn yeah, and what? Joy Road. Joy Road. Joe and Joy and Roselawn. Okay, that means the storm drains are clogged. We'll get somebody out there. <laughs> well, for five years, they've, they've been, been clogged. Hang on, Mark. We're getting them fixed right now. <laughs> yes. Well, they've been out there. They dug up the road. They got two metal plates there. It's been here a year, and it's just it's worse now. Uh, so I'm. We're going to see if we can't get Gary Brown to to uh, pay attention. Uh, we've got. I mean, we had a number of areas where we get a lot of rain. Uh, where the storm drains are overwhelmed, your issue is you got to get down uh, below the grate uh, and into the clogs. And we got these huge things we call vectors. And in some cases, the problem is even more resistant and deeper. Uh, and it sounds like that may be the case. But we're going to get Gary out to uh, Joy and Roselawn and see if we can't get you some help. For those of you not following along at home, the mayor has put on his reading glasses, <laughs> taken out his uh, PDA, is typing in uh, Joy and uh, Roselawn. A note to Gary. So, uh, yeah, Mark, you're, 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 this is service of the highest order. Even Chick-fil-A doesn't move this quick. <laughs> All right, Mark, good luck on that, and hopefully that'll get fixed up. Uh, let's go to Don, 877-44-MITCH, our phone numbers. Ask the mayor any question you like. Don, go ahead. Uh, yes, Mayor. Um, I'm proud of the work you're doing for Detroit. This is Don Westlake, Ohio, the home of Kevin O'Neill. Uh-huh. Mitch and the team, we were in your studio back in October. We contributed to the Chad Carr Foundation, and it was oh, okay. a, a, a treat to be with you all. Anyway, Mayor, you're still I listening up, to us, to be honest. I know. I know. <laughs> Grew up on the east side of Detroit, the infamous 48205 area code. And even though we've been in Cleveland for almost 40 years, uh, Detroit's in my DNA. Went to Osborne High School, graduated Wayne State, worked at Boblo in the 60s, Olympia Stadium in the 70s. With the challenges going on in 48205, what can be attempted to make things better? Uh, well, there's a lot of things uh, that are making things better right now. I, I spent a fair amount of time driving it uh, over the weekend, uh, and you've seen huge numbers of abandoned houses come down. You've seen alleys get clean. You've seen street lights go on. You've seen parks uh, get improved. Uh, it is an area that hasn't come back as far as some other areas in the city. That's important. Uh, but it's an area where we're putting a lot of time into, and I think over the next three or four years uh, you're going to see – uh, the pace come uh, even more quickly, but there's no one answer to it. You got to get rid of the blight. You got to get rid of the illegal dumping. Uh, you, you've got to get uh, uh, people in jobs so that you've got. Well, you were on them. a very uh, particular program, as I recall, X number each right, year right. to get to that. What, what, right. what happened with that? Yeah, so we've we? taken down at twenty four thousand, yeah. uh, and we started in uh, the strongest areas and moved to the less dense areas. And the area that your caller is talking about is an area that we are in very intensely uh, right now. Like six miles of Belle Isle? Yeah. 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 You got got some work. But have the numbers changed? uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, you you go along. The property values, we're down down to 4,000 houses in the city that need to be knocked down. We've gotten down 24,000. That's going to happen in the next two years. 
Four thousand, and that's it. Like you've well, taken the, out the, the four thousand, the land bank owns. So okay. uh, the land bank has four thousand left to knock down. That'll get down in the last year. We've got some in the hands of private owners mm-hmm. uh, that we don't have the right to knock down without getting going into a legal process. And I expect we'll get those done uh, in the year after. Uh, but the area he's talking about is one that still has too many, uh, and mm-hmm. it's an area I'm spending a fair amount of time in. Okay. All right, Don. Hopefully that helps and uh i didn't see the mayor write that down in his uh, phone but i think he's got it in his head so we're good Eight seven seven forty four. mitch back to the phone lines let's go to mike hi mike you're on the mitch album program with mayor mike duggan go ahead hi this is mike mitch thank you for taking my call and mayor thank you for taking my call mayor i just had a question the far east side of your city is so beautiful on that river there's that area called the jefferson chalmers area I hear like many rumors about it's developed nicely, businesses coming back along the Gross Point boulevards and the uh, area all the way down Jefferson to downtown. That region, sometimes they talk about walling it off because it's in a floodplain. Other times I hear like they're going to cut off those canals in the Greyhaven area. Sometimes I hear about expanding them. I was wondering if you could share with us anything about your thoughts on that beautiful water area in those parks well you're it's a really complicated question but the area at jefferson on the gross point border on the river is the lowest lying area in the city of detroit and with climate change the great lakes water levels have risen this year it looks like it's going to be reasonably favorable but we've had a couple years that when the great lakes water level rises the detroit river rises and you go to somebody's house uh, on on scripts on the south end of Jefferson Chalmers uh, in a couple of years, you would sit in their den and look up in the air and see their boat above you <laughs> on the water. Uh, That's not a good and, thing. And so, not good. <laughs> uh, not good. And that means that all up and down the canals, anybody who didn't maintain their seawall, right. that water pours through and floods the neighborhood. Uh, and so we've been talking to the folks in Jefferson Chalmers and to say, look, there's a couple ways to go at this. The feds have declared it a floodplain, which we tried to appeal, but it turned out facts were on their side. Uh, but you could... Never let that get in the way of what uh, you right. want to do. One option would be to close a couple of the canals, have one canal open, and in a year when the water level was high, essentially drop a dam in. Any other time, you'd have access to the river. Uh, the folks in the neighborhood didn't want that. Uh, so we're not doing it because I believe in the collective wisdom of the neighborhoods. So we are doing the best we can right now to repair seawalls. Uh, and uh, the the folks in Jefferson Chalmers have chosen to take the risk uh, rather than have all of the canals uh, not be open. Uh, that's their choice. I respect the choice. And we'll be repairing seawalls that will at least help this summer. Hmm. Wow. I did not know that. That's an interesting fact. Thank you for calling in there, Mike. Appreciate that. 877 877- 44, Mitch, our phone numbers. A couple questions that I would like to ask you. First of all, the uh, city council uh, voted, I think it was earlier this week, to approve your budget, right. $2.6 billion. Right. What was the budget when you came in? Um, I don't know, probably 2.2, something like that. Okay. Well, 2.2 to 2.4, when you talk about billions, it's, yeah, it's fairly actually, significant. It's actually getting into the ground, yeah. though, now. Uh, the, the, our income tax revenues have increased yeah. so much faster than anything we projected coming out of bankruptcy because of the people being employed. When you go from 20 percent 
unemployment to 7%, right. that's a whole lot of Detroiters paying income tax. Right. And uh, it's the reason we've been you know, giving $10,000 raises to police officers. We could afford to pay our cops fairly. It's the reason we can fix up these parks, the reason we can do uh, a lot of the enhancements to services. And, uh, and what you saw was city council, this is a different day. You didn't see people bickering or fighting with each other. There's lots of debate over what the priorities were, but it was respectful. We reached compromises. They passed it nine to zero, uh, and uh, it's I think a good budget. What's in it that uh, is different from last year? Where are your priorities going? Um, you know, I, I see that uh, some of it, a lot of it, is housing related right. issues. Right. So I'm coming back to my question on affordable housing. I don't ever want to see the day that there's tents on our streets and our parks. And so we are trying to build another 2,000 affordable units in the city because as the property values go up, if you're a homeowner, you've gained a lot of wealth in the last five years. But if you're a renter, your rents went up and you're under pressure. And so that means uh, those folks who were renting here who never left Detroit, they're the ones that voted for me. I mean, the, the ones who stayed are the ones who elected me. I want to make sure they always have a place in this city. And so we have many affordable housing projects, but what's happened since COVID is construction costs have gone up quite a bit. Materials are and so now uh, the folks who are planning to build 40 units, 60 units, 80 units, they couldn't. And so one of the things council did yesterday was move another $19 million in. There'll be an extra $500,000 for this project, an extra million dollars for that project. We'll let all of these affordable housing projects get built uh, to offset those increases. So those are the kinds of things that we had to put uh, more money into, but it's the right thing for the long run. We're going to continue mm. with Mayor Duggan. We'll take more of your calls. Uh, see some people there. Please hold on the mm. line as we take a break. Uh, I want to remind you, today's program brought to you by the Flint Institute of the Arts, a magnificent art museum right here in our own backyard, less than an hour away from Metro Detroit. It's open seven days a week, including free Saturdays. I can't get over that since that's the day you want to go. Yes, yes, and it's free. Uh, you can stroll through their 25 spacious galleries filled with an extensive permanent collection that goes all the way back to ancient artifacts and all the way up to brilliant contemporary glass. they got a wonderful cafe, great museum shop. They've got special exhibitions that are going on, including right now the Paul R. Jones Collection of American Art, over 2,000 pieces by more than 600 African-American artists. Check all that out at flintarts.org, which tells you everything you need to know. Easy to get to from I-75 and I-69. Take a friend, take your family, discover the joy of art. So uh, just to show you that our callers who are talking to Mayor Duggan are not the only people who get quick answers. (laughs) And we'll get back to your phone calls at 877-44-MITCH for Mayor Duggan. But Kenny asked in the break, what... Comes in with the news of the day. Yeah, well, what there was a pony, the pony on Joy Road. There was a pony that was found wandering free on Joy Road today, <laughs> uh, the light brown pony. And uh, Kenny came in and said, you know, Mr. Mayor, what, what's the story with that pony? And uh, Mayor Duncan said, well, I don't get, uh, I get reports twice a day from my police chief, but... Um, he didn't tell me about that, so he picks up the phone and he calls. The pony didn't make the list. He calls Police Chief White during the break, and he says, "Hey, uh, what's the story with that pony?" Oh, and the, and the chief on. says the pony is at a farm in Clarkston, and nobody has claimed it yet. Wow. At a farm oh, in Clarkston, Clarkson. nobody has claimed it. Coming to an How does somebody lose a horse? <laughs> Can we call the horse? It went on the lamb. Yeah. 
That kind of humor that gets you an afternoon radio show. All right, we'll come back with more of Mayor Duggan. 877-44-MITCH. Any question you want to ask him is fair game. We'll get to your questions right after this. All right, welcome you back here. Mayor Duggan is visiting with us, as he does every month, for Dig In with Duggan. And that means you get to talk to him one-on-one, 877-44-MITCH. Let's go to the phone lines. Kevin, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Duggan. Go ahead. How are you, Mayor? Uh, good, after, good afternoon. Good anyway. afternoon. Um, I have uh, a couple of points. Um, one, actually, that, you, that you're working on as well. Um, I'll get to that point first. This census thing that you've been having trouble with. Um, I can tell you for a fact that when the census people came to the block of 221500, um, Virginia Park between LaSalle and 14th, they would not take your information. I tried three times to be with a census person who came to the block. All of them refused to take my information. Why would they refuse to take your information? They just kept saying that it wasn't on their list. Isn't the whole point of a census to make a list? Not fixing it. So Mm -hmm. uh, you just saw the Wayne County estimates came out and said the population went down again. The U.S. Post Office said the last two years, there's 4,000 more housing units a year they're bringing mail to in Detroit. I just tell the census people, guys, just follow the postman down the street. Really? Anybody who thinks anybody the number of people place he in Detroit. puts a, a, a mail in a box, <laughs> right. there's people there. Right. Wait a minute, right. Mr. Right. Postman. Uh, it, it, it's a crazy thing, but your, your caller is right. And we're, we're going to keep challenging this till eventually they count us all. Wow. How much money does that um, it's a, equate to? It's a, it's a lot. 40000 is a lot of money. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a bad What's situation. your other point, Kevin? point is um i know that the neighbors have been doing this since 2014 i've been attempting it since 2018 i called your office for the last two years as well spoke to somebody there what's happening and what's been happening is our basements are backing up our basements are backing up because all six drains are collapsed and totally plugged up past the surface in our alley this is between 14th and the south on virginia park so if we can take your information off air, we will come out and look. So there's going to be two questions. One is the lateral sewer line that runs from your house to the alley, which is yours. The second is the storm drain in the alley, which is ours. And we will get out and figure out where the problems are. If it's our side, we'll repair it. And if it's your side, we'll, we'll give you some advice on how to repair it. Uh, but we got to come out and see where it is. But if you give us... Your address offline. We'll get somebody from DWSD to come out uh, in the next sure. couple of days. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I know how to address all that stuff. I own restorations unlimited as well, so I know a lot about that draining. But like I said, all six manholes are collapsed, and I've dumped my own money with my own client just to try to fix the surface of the alley so I can leave. Okay. All right, so hang on the line. We're going to get your information, and there'll be somebody out. Yeah, when? I, tomorrow or the next tomorrow day. Tomorrow or the next day, somebody out there. So make sure you find them, and, uh, and we'll follow up with you. Thank you for calling. Hang on the line. We'll get that information. Uh, we'll sneak in one more phone call here. Danny, hi. You're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Duggan. Hi, Mayor Duggan. And, Good evening. Uh, Al, Alvin. And Kenny, you say <laughs> Yeah, let's go by last names. Brown. Album, Brown. Brown. Album. Duggan. Yeah, it's uh, fine. Mayor 
I'm calling on behalf of my parents who are like uh, 93, and they live next to a house, uh, 2930 Tyler on the west side of Detroit, and it's a hot mess. It's trash all in the yard. The house is caught on fire. The garage has collapsed, and I have spoke with some folks from the city, and I, I guess I'm reaching out to you because this has been going on for about a year now. I'm not sure if someone can address that. I do believe it's privately owned. I heard you say earlier in the show that you have legal concerns, but if somebody comes out there and take a look at this house, you can tell that it needs to be torn down immediately. So we'll get somebody out, uh, and the demolition process, by the time we assess it, put it out for bids, takes months. I want to see if we can't get it cleaned up and at least seal it up. Is it open? Are the doors and windows open? If the windows, they have plastic on some of the windows. They have board on the other half of the windows, and then there's some glass. And yeah. the, the front porch is uh, deteriorated, and the back porch has collapsed. Is there anybody like, in it? Just, That's my place. Well, they come there. So every often they come over there and take plastic bags out. But I talked to my parents the other day, Easter, when I was down there, and they said they haven't seen anybody in almost two, maybe three weeks. All right. Let, okay. let us get somebody out, and we're going to do everything mm. that we can legally. Uh, to get and I can up. attest that uh, Mayor Duggan put his glasses on and, mm-hmm. and wrote the address down That's in it. his phone. So you're good. You're covered, Danny. <laughs> All right. Take heart. I'm Thank old. you for calling. Um, a couple of things I want to ask you before we got to let you go. Um, so there was a lot of debate over uh, the new District Detroit, or the latest District Detroit stuff that the Illiches put forward. A lot of articles in the paper about how, you know, the Illiches don't keep their promises when it comes to you know, the stuff that's good for the city, they make sure that they take care of the stuff that's good for them. And it, it seemed like the way I was reading it, like the thing was going to head for a defeat. And then it was like overwhelmingly passed. Right. So I don't know if that's the media's take on it or or is there some validity to those, those concerns? Did the Illich organization change their it, it, will, it will shock you to know that the media amplifies the critics. No way. Uh, <laughs> uh, but But it was not... Uh, majority sentiment. So you had an interesting situation. The Illiches honored every single agreement they signed. But you might remember when the arena was announced, Chris Illich announced a vision for all kinds of development. Wasn't required in the contract, but he put a bunch of pictures up uh, that I think was overly uh, ambitious. ambitious. And so people said, you didn't keep your promises. Well, he kept all the promises on the, the contract. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you look at the Illich organizations, they run very good food operation. They run sports teams. They run entertainment. Uh, but this magnitude of development, which is the largest new building in the city and, you know, since really the Depression, he needed to turn to a partner. And he went and found Stephen Ross, the largest developer in America, who came in and said, I can build six new mid and high rise buildings uh, and pull this off. And I think city council was extremely impressed uh, that the Illiches had done what they were contracted to do, but they recognized that the scale of a developer they needed was somebody we needed from New York. And I think they were very impressed with Stephen Ross. And so it wasn't a close vote, eight to one. And I I think uh, council feels good about it. We feel good about it. It's not a it's more than just giving someone permission to build, though. You're giving them enormous tax breaks and that amount to a lot of money. We do not give them anything. And the city of Detroit does not give out money. What we do is we give you a discount in the future taxes. So we don't get any taxes off these parking lots now besides the income tax off the valet. 
Uh, but when you build a building, we will give you a discount on the new property taxes you pay. If you don't build it, you don't get any break. Right. And I think council felt very comfortable with that because the city of Detroit doesn't give anybody any money up front. No. That it was a good but deal. But giving somebody a tax break is a form of oh. giving them money. It's money they otherwise would have had to pay to the city. Correct? And and. Right now, those empty parking lots, they aren't empty. they got cars in them. They pay us $225,000 a year in taxes. We get some uh, uh, utility taxes off the light poles, and we get some income taxes off of the valets. When this is done, we're going to get $21 million a year in income taxes. And so do you want... And income taxes from new residents living in... From new residents and new workers Mm -hmm. that can be used for the whole city. When council looked at that, they said, do I want an empty lot... Uh, or do I want to give them a break that will get this bill? But the truth is, the taxes in Detroit are so high, if you don't give that break, nobody's building here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really impressed with council. They they handle themselves professionally. wasn't a close vote. Council members understood this was the right thing for the city. Eight to one is not close. Uh, we'll sneak in one last phone call here. Joe, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Mike Duggan. Go ahead, Joe. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, Mr. Mayor, I was wondering, I, I was looking at the news this morning and see that you guys had the budget together with the council. I know a significant portion of the budget includes COVID pandemic money from the federal government, and I was wondering what those resources were applied to in the budget process. So if you go to the city website, DetroitMI.gov, the first link you'll see is how is the ARPA money being spent? And if you click on it, you will see an illustration of where every nickel is going, each program, and how much has been spent. Uh, but I could tell you it's $827 million. Uh, but we, we've gotten national attention for having the easiest to follow website in America. DetroitMI.gov, you'll see where every dollar is going. Wow. That's transparency right there. Easiest website. <laughs> um, thank you for your call. Uh, as we wrap up here, I'm going to give a bone to Ken Brown. And ask you a question about since the NFL draft is around the corner this year, and then we are on the clock. We're on the clock, right? For the NFL draft here in Detroit, a week that I've already marked on my calendar as being absent from the city of Detroit. <laughs> I, I will have a dental appointment. Is that right? Um, what are we doing for that? Like, what's what's the city's involvement? What's that going to be like? It's going to be spectacular. So I was in Las Vegas last year for the draft. Four or 500,000 people wow. show up. It is amazing to see really? people from all over the country with their own team's jerseys. Uh, and that first day on the first round pick, the crowds are massive. The second day, it dwindles a little bit. Uh, by the third day, it's more of the locals. I'm going out to Kansas City in a couple of weeks uh, for this year's. Uh, but we will have our announcements with the Lions, with the community groups. Uh, Mark Hollis. Uh, was one of the leaders in the effort to have, Former, uh, Michigan State right, guy. have, have won this bid. Uh, it's been a phenomenal team. The Lions did a great job in helping us uh, win this. But we're going to talk about that uh, in May after we get through uh, the, uh, the Kansas City draft. Uh, but we're expecting to host hundreds of thousands of people, and I expect this city to be beautiful and be ready. 
Can you we'll take him to Chicago Bradley? and Cleveland, but I, not Green Bay. Yeah. Can, can you appoint <laughs> Kenny Brown as an advisory Please. board member for Please. that process? I'll be a greeter. You, you need to make him the official ambassador. No one follows the draft more. You know how I do. You know how I do. I'm a Walmart vest. All right, so next month when you come in, we'll be able to talk about it. We will, and we'll probably get Kenny on the host committee. Yeah, the host committee. Yeah, You know it. Official comedian of the host committee. Which I think requires a $50,000 attack. How many GMs does it take to screw in a light bulb. <laughs> Want to screw up. All right. Mayor Duggan, always great to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always.